Welcome to the Victory Overwatch Podcast. As we do every week, I'm joined by, and I should notice this, my brother, Dave. Last episode, I did not say my brother, uh, but I am proud to proclaim Dave, my brother, who continues to write love notes to May and hope that she will one day respond. Hi, Dave. Wow, that's a great intro. <laughs> it's just on Thank the fly. You. Yeah. It's just the first thing <laughs> Thank you. That, you. that popped in there. Maybe you don't want people to know that I'm your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still love you too. <laughs> and once again joined by the lovely and talented Rose. Say hi to everybody, Rose. Hi. <laughs> See? Like I said, lovely and talented. <laughs> So, I say hi on command. Hi on command. <laughs> <laughs> she can be taught. <laughs> so good. So good to be back at it for another week, you guys. This, uh, we've really got some good stuff to talk about. A little bit of different, a uh, little bit different stuff this week than I thought. I thought we'd be all about that, uh, that Doomfist and kind of some of the updates that happened. And, uh, but there's not that, but there's plenty more. So let's get right into it with some. High noon. It's high noon. And we've got some uh, stuff to discuss with the with the meta. There's a new meta report. Omnic, Omnic, or the me, people at Omnic Meta. There we go. Are always good uh, about providing us with some good source information. And uh, did you guys have a chance to look over any of this? A little briefly, uh, yes. Nice. Yeah, I looked over some of the report, like as far as what heroes are being used more and in what tiers. Yeah, I thought for sure one thing that I kind of saw that was that there's just a difference between kind of your high tier versus low tier as far as the hero usage swings, uh, especially with healers. You know, uh, I think you really saw it was like. The spike was exactly equal uh, on console, at least, too. And somewhat on PC with the usage of... As the usage of Lucio declines, uh, as you go up the ranks, the kind of the usage of Mercy increases. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys, so, why do you guys think that that's so pronounced? The res. <laughs> oh, that sweet res? It's how vital the res is. And just Mercy is like a much more effective healer than Lucio. Or really, I, I honestly, I think she's the most effective healer. And she does have the res and she has the, you know, the attack boosts that she can also do. So she's just like really versatile in a way that the, that the other healers are not so much in that in the same way anyway. I had a game last night where uh, my buddy Crispy was playing Mercy, and in one play of the game, in overtime, he got off two reses, two totally clutch reses. That's amazing. Yeah, I've never seen that before, but you can't do that with... uh, I mean, if he had been a Lucio, it would have only been one, and then we would have all died, and that would have been the end. We would have lost, because nothing beats a res. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, we needed the rest twice. You know. Did you come out with the uh, Did you come out with the victory though? We did. Nice. Ooh, yep. A nice sweaty victory. 
Those are always yeah, nice. It was, a, it was a close one. What was the map? Yeah. Yeah, had to be, yeah, it had to be Numbani. Numbani is like the... That's the spot. That or like point B on the... Uh, oh, it's, this one always leaves me. I just refer to it as like the desert map. Which one's the... Oh. the Hollywood? Temple of Temple Anubis. Of Anubis. No. Yeah. yeah, it's the desert map. I've, in my mind, I've simplified it to like only the geometry that I see. <laughs> so, yeah, point B on Temple of Anubis is I could imagine that you could also have some pretty clutch reses on that. Mm. But, yeah, I saw that. And I think also the thing that I saw uh, getting back to the Met Report uh, was kind of the rise of Winston with a lot of the dive comps that have been going on. It seems like every week I think he was up another... Uh, between two and five percent, uh, depending on what you play on, and uh, Winston's just Winston's so good, man. I've been a part of some teams where we had a Tracer Winston or just Winston in general. Uh, when you work as a team, especially again talking about that Mercy buff, I mean it's not only her ability to res, which mm -hmm. is so clutch, but her ability to boost damage um, on somebody like Winston that has his little like electric tickle fingers. Um, but when he's boosted, you better get out of that big monkey's way. Winston is awesome, honestly. He's so underrated as a hero. I think it's just because you know, when you first start playing the game, he seems a little goofy, like, oh, it's a talking right, monkey. Right. It's just so like, and all the other characters, it's like, you know, they they look so much cooler, but Winston is actually just completely badass in in, in actual game. <laughs> yeah, Winston's one of those stories where it's like, oh, a talking monkey, I'm like mm, kind of Planet of the Apes, and then it's like, <clears throat> but he comes from the moon, and you're like, okay, keep talking, I'm intrigued, you know, and then you're like, oh, and he likes peanut butter, and you're like, yeah, no, I'm in. That's <clears throat> you sold me on Winston, but. uh yeah, Winston also underrated with his uh, with his emotes and uh, and sprays as well. Just all around, all around mm -hmm. underrated. Dave, I know you've been you've been playing a little bit of uh, the good brother Winston. Yeah, you know, you just kind of like get sick of the Genjis, the Submetras, and the Lucios, and Winston's just a great counter to these characters that are in like every game. You know, Tracer, whatever it might be. Like, Winston is just a good counter to a lot of those super annoying characters. So I take great pleasure in roasting some Lucios. <laughs> How much do you love that sound effect? <laughs> I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, man. I love yeah. it. I love the sound of, like, the Murloc on the grill. Yes. Oh, it's getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> It's so satisfying, sure. man. So, I think too, like Winston, when he um, when he's pushing with the team um, or initiating, like you make the team have to. Like he's one of those characters that they have to respect, and I think that's what it's kind of showing in the meta report is that no matter what, if he's in your back, if he jumps and he's in your back line, like you, there has to be something done about it. And he's a big enough yeah. presence that it's going to get people's attention, and it breaks down. He makes the team, the opposite team, do things they don't want to do. Because Reinhardt wants to stand yeah. in one place with his shield facing one direction, and uh -huh. Winston changes that. 
and with the addition of like flanking characters and being boosted like you can do some real damage with that type of a team comp Absolutely. yeah and it also really it's intimidating and distracting to even like soldiers soldiers i think in my opinion really meta right now you got to have him and i when i play winston i drop down next to a soldier and they always just turn and run like they want nothing to do with the monkey and so they're trying to get it out really is just it's disruptive you know it's very disruptive he's every every time i play a game with a winston on the enemy team i'm always the only one who goes after him because i play symmetra and she's like She's like the one big counter to him is because I can get up behind him and just microwave his ass. <laughs> I feel it's pretty balanced between those two. I, yeah. I've killed, I've like, played, he can kill me. I've I symmetries and I've won and I've died to a symmetry. It just, it's really who pulls the trigger yeah. first. <laughs> exactly. And like if Symmetra can maneuver behind Winston, she can get him pretty good. But yeah, yeah, it's it's really even. But I usually find that I'm the only one on my team that wants to even deal with the Winston, and everyone else is ignoring him. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> yeah, but he's also he's also a really good counter to her turrets. <laughs> yeah, her turrets are so good, and I think too, like some of the increase in Winston that we see. Um, might be in a little bit of a contrast to kind of the prolificness that Soldier 76 seems to still have uh, as far as attack characters go. His pick rates are still off the chart. I know they just closed mm-hmm. down uh, the uh, the test realm and are going to implement some of those changes that we talked about last week. Um, and one of those was a little bit of a nerf uh, to Soldiers. I think he's going down. His shots do like mm-hmm. one less point of damage. Uh, not sure that that's going to kind of make him as uh, as pickable it's kind of kind of seems like there's nothing that really replaces soldiers still i don't think mccree's going to take his place or anything like that um so i'm not sure what they're wanting to do as far as trying to get soldiers pick rate down a little bit um but i think part of what he does is trying to counter winston if he's in the right position um, to do that, and Winston can also get to wherever he's at as well. So I think it's people trying to counterpick on 76 also. Yeah, I think the thing with with Soldier though is it's so frustrating that he's that he he really does have occupy this niche that no one else really has, and it's so frustrating because I would love to see more like diversity in terms of DPS characters that are used and accepted you know, as part of the team comp uh, without being harassed to switch to soldier. Hanzo? Yeah. We're talking about Hanzo. Oh. There's always a Hanzo. Always talking Hanzo. about Hanzo. I'm proud of us. We only, we went like over 10 minutes, I think, without mentioning Hanzo. So that's good. You know what? We'll but continue no, to like, build on that. I'm trying up. My current thing is I'm practicing trying to get really good with Sombra because I want her to be my DPS main, but nobody ever wants a Sombra. I could totally and see you rocking a Sombra, though, Rose. I could totally see that being like yeah. a this-is-my-jam type situation. I, I was joking with a friend. I only play the most underrated characters in Overwatch. 
yeah. Symmetra, Sombra. Ooh, Symmetra's so- still Ooh, Sombra. <laughs> She's got some of the lowest pick rates out of every <laughs> character. Sombra, I think they Symmetra actually, go. in the meta report, they put like a space. Like it's like you see the pick rate list, and then at the very end, there's like a space, and then there's like Sombra. <laughs> <laughs> it goes exactly. down to zero, so many- and then there's like this like uh, negative pick rate kind of situation. So many people just don't know how to use her, or don't know how to use her like really effectively, and it takes a lot of practice. And people don't really understand that. It's the same kind of thing as when people say like, "Oh, you don't need skill to play Junkrat," and it's like, "Well, yeah, you do." They're like, well, Sombra is just a bad character. She's not a bad character. You just don't know how to play her. I think that's so true. And that's one thing that I definitely wanted to, always timely, Rose. One thing I definitely wanted to hit on was like this. I think that there's a situation where we have this, there's kind of a star system that's been implemented in Overwatch to show like the difficulty level of heroes. And when it comes to like skill cap, right? And that's kind of an overarching term. But I still think skill cap doesn't mean it's easy. Like, you can have, like, a one-star hero or whatever that's supposed to be easy, but you still have to worry about, like, positioning and ability usage, which are, which are huge in this game. They're absolutely huge. Like, 80% probably of your victory of success with a character, like you said, whether it's, like, Reaper or whether you're playing Sombra... Uh-huh. You know, who's, you know, there's like opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, you have to worry about if you know your positioning and your ability usage, which I'm sure you've, I mean, you've played some, some Sombra. How do you feel about her ability usage versus her skill cap rating? I think, I think that she's very, I I think she's actually got a a pretty good effectiveness if she's supported by a pretty good team. Uh, I mean, obviously, if your team's not doing much to pick off any of the enemies and you, you know, you go back behind them and suddenly six guys turn to you and go, hey, you know, you're not going to be super effective. But with with a good team support, she's very effective. She actually does pretty good damage. She can take out, uh, so at, you know, some not like she can't take out a tank in one clip, but she can take out like. Torbjorn and them that have slightly more HP than, say, you know, Sombra herself only has 200. Uh-huh. So, it, her, her gun is actually pretty effective, but more than that, um, is just, um, her skills are, are interesting and very effective, too. Yeah, and the way in which you like, use them. You can take down Reinhardt's shield, the enemy is screwed. Right, because, I mean, even though she's rated as a little bit more difficulty, I think the real key with Sombra, as far as talking about, like, um, skill cap goes, is knowing that her abilities, her, like, hacking the health pack. Because, again, if you have a good, like, I'll take a good Sombra on my team. There, I haven't found very many, but the ones that are there, you know, it's really cool. Uh, conversely, if you're against them... Really, you only see like if the health packs are hacked or if your team's getting hacked. And I've had a couple of games where it's, it's, the Sombra's been very like, it's like a nuisance, right? I guess that's when you know you're mm-hmm. playing Sombra yeah. because the other team is like, ugh. Kind of like a tracer. Yeah. Just kind of annoying. Kind of where you're just like, would somebody I, I please get her? I actually think Sombra's more effective than tracer. 
I think she's a little bit more effective. She does more damage at a cl- at you know at further ranges than what Tracer does. She's just a hell of a lot easier to kill though than Tracer. I that's true. Can chase Tracer for an hour and swear I can't kill her, but I spot I spot a Sombra and she's dead in two seconds. Like piece of yeah. Cake. The, the thing, the thing is Sombra, with Sombra, you have to learn to not be spotted. Like that's the big thing. You have to okay. you have to keep people from seeing you. Yeah, and that also, like, can you be effective though if you're not, if you're not being seen? That means you're not doing things. You're not killing people. So, are you effective if you're not killing people? Like, the one thing that annoys me about a lot of somber players is I see them in the spawn room and then I never see them again <laughs> because yeah. they're just out. On, they're out on this like, like help pack tour. They go. They'll go hack help packs. And, like, by the time they're done making their way around the map hacking one health pack, they start over at the beginning and yeah. just start rehacking them. And that's great and all, but, like, help a little bit. Dave, what, like, what have you seen just kind of wrapping this up, too, as far as, like, hero skill cap and the difference between, like, a hero's kit versus what the your personal ability of, like, kind of positioning and game sense uh, how much do you see that as percentage-wise as being part of a good player? Like, do you think it's more important to have to know the ability kit, or more important to use positioning or game sense? Where you where do you kind of come out on that? Uh, I'm I should know this, but I'm assuming Junkrat is probably one of like the lower. Uh, it's probably like a one star, you know, or something. Junkrat's probably pretty low. And so he does get a, you know, I get a lot of crap for playing Junkrat, um, but, at, like, at the same time, um, they, like, some, like, I saw some kind of a meme or something online talking about, like, these are the characters you play if you suck at aiming, and Junkrat was one of them. And I'm like, is that really true? Because have true. you ever tried to shoot one? Of, have you tried to aim true. one of those things and actually have it land on a character? It's freaking hard. It's like, really yeah. hard. I try to land one of those Junkrat, on a tracer like, or yeah. a Thera. It's damn near impossible. And Junkrat's um, actually a two-star. He's not one-star. He's two. So, so, yeah, it's super easy to just sit there and spam, you know, those bombs. It's hard to actually make them land. And so if you can and you're good at making them land... Um, yeah, there's there's a difference there. I I don't I don't know. Just yeah, the character difficulty rating or whatever is kind of. I think it's a very small portion of. I think it gives you like an initial sense of maybe that character, but your overall like positioning and game sense that includes like map knowledge and all that yeah. kind of stuff uh, is way more important than that. You can learn. You know, you can learn yeah. the skill usage, but you have to really spend the to put the time in to get your game sense and positioning down to be effective uh, as climbing, especially in comp. So, yeah, and I think it's also just that with like even the one star characters, like yeah, you know, they they might have like an easier skill set to learn, which I think is where they're going with you know as far as the star difficulty rating is how easy is it to, you know, learn this character skill set and use it effectively. But, you know, you still have to have, there, there's still some skill involved in operating, if, you know, effectively as, as that character. 
like you know you you can be a noob and jump in as you know a one-star hero like like bastion but you're gonna get killed in five seconds if you don't know what you're doing especially if you're comp you know if you play bastion though you'll still get play of the game like (laughs) (laughs) you will absolutely still get play the game even if you just jump in first time so everyone remember that if you haven't got play the game for a while just pick bastion Go on the map, get in turret <laughs> mode, pull the trigger, and make it happen. So, uh, with that said, let's get into a little bit of the uh, rumors and speculation word around the campfire uh, with some mata mata. Mata mata. So, one question for you guys: uh, Where is all the where is all the boom fist? Where is Mister Doom fist these days? This has been a very different week than I thought it would be. I thought we were gonna get leaks for Doomfist. I thought it was gonna be just this crazy, like teaser filled week that everybody'd be so hyped for. And we had the week before, there was just so many leaks that were kind of so many indications that we had that it was gonna be maybe this week uh, something was gonna happen. And then they, uh, the good people at Blizzard seemed to have uh, plugged those leaks a little bit. There's still there's still a little bit to talk about, but uh, feels like the sombra effect all the over again. The sombra effect. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That was a nightmare to me. Like with the the countdown on the forms and stuff. Like it was just the countdown to like I was all hyped up and it was like a three month countdown to BlizzCon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To where by the time I was just like put her out already. Like just. Get it done. See, that's why um, I think I think with Arissa that they fixed that though. I think they saw that people got a little bit yeah, they, they drew it out for too long and they like with the with everything that they did and they're like, okay, we need like a week is kind of a sweet spot for everybody to hold their attention and then we we give the people what they want. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that um with Doomfist I I really think that they're trying really hard to not leak too much. I think they want the upcoming anniversary event that we all know is happening, and Doomfist's probably going to drop some point in there. Um, I I think that they really want it want to keep it as quiet and as much of a surprise as they can. Yeah, I mean they're definitely holding it, playing it close to the vest. And I think too, you know, you mentioned the Sombra effect, and I think part of that is kind of and especially i've seen this with with doomfist is that the hype uh, has the potential to overshadow what can actually be implemented without breaking the game when sombra was first coming out or first announced and they said oh she's going to be a hacker and she's going to be able to you know hack she's going to be able to hack somebody and get their ultimate and use it against them or something like that or she'll hack them and they're ultimate ability will go towards her ultimate ability um you know or they'll be able to hack lucio and all he can do is dance on the payload i don't know <laughs> dance just, on, you know there's just all yeah. these rumors and it's like eventually like you just can't some of that stuff just doesn't work or it would be an insta-lock pick like a have to have and okay. they definitely have shown a bias towards they don't want a character that's absolutely a 100 percent must pick to win type situation mm-hmm. and I worry that the longer that they hold on to Doomfist that the anticipation grows and that more you know they're like oh you know there was the, there was the rumors there was the rumors that we went over last week about his you know some of his alts and some of his abilities but 
gosh, I've heard stuff that's like, oh, I hope he falls down from the sky. It makes him sound like a meteor, like an apocalyptic, like, yeah. hope he drops from the sky and it stuns the whole team and reduces their health to two, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it, it's very, like, I, I think people, I, I think it, honestly with the hype with him is more like, it's something the community is building that's I can't really say I blame Blizzard for because everyone has these huge expectations like that, like that he's going to be so powerful, he's going to be a must pick and all this. And like, it, it's so over the top. And it's, you know, it's they're not going to do that. Like, they're not going to make him so he breaks every other character in the game. Uh, I actually think that it's cool the the kind of like pacing they've done where you know over time you get a little bit more of what's going on with him like oh here's Doomfist thing in Numbani and oh now he's broken in and he's stolen it back so sooner or later he's going to come in and they're dropping it's it's a story right. and, and I the think glove's that's actually gone like he could break in and he stole the glove and yeah. then we got arrested to try and protect the city because he killed all the other you know the robot other robot guardians weren't weren't quite up to the task of, of defending the city, and so now we have Orissa and and to, I was going to add, too, like, to be fair, like, Blizzard doesn't do it. Like, they want the hype. They want a certain level of hype. Mm-hmm. The more people are talking, the better it is for them. So they don't, they oh, don't yeah. do a lot to, like, go out of their way. You know, they definitely want that. They want that fire hot when they release it so it gets as much, as much exposure as possible. I wouldn't be surprised if he drops in PTR on the anniversary. I think that's what they're probably going to go for. I think if the event starts and he hasn't dropped, then they're going to drop him on the anniversary. Yeah, I think so. The You know, as, as I was kind of thinking about it, and I know we talked about this a little bit, um, but they, I, I really feel like that with the stuff that's leaked as far as the, you know, we've got... Uh, the the leak of the new loot boxes uh, on the Xbox Live put them up so we know there's going to be anniversary edition loot boxes which makes sense because we knew there's going to be skins and that's just kind of how the game flows um, with these events but we've also seen that uh, with the uh, not here's the storm the Nexus Challenge I always forget that the Nexus Challenge 2.0 that there's going to be loot boxes coming up in that for rewards so with the Nexus Challenge, you could get the Genji skin, which is your second time with the Genji Oni skin, and then Officer Diva, and then the other two tiers are loot boxes. And it just got me thinking, I'm like, you know, as a player that's been playing this for a year, I'm like, there's not a lot. I mean, I love loot boxes. I'll never turn down a loot box, but I'm not going in and trying to, like, actively get as many regular loot boxes as I can. And I wouldn't necessarily log in, I don't think, um, to... Heroes of the Storm, just because it's not really kind of my thing uh, as far as a game, those MOBA-type games. Um, And I think that if they did offer, if there was an event next week that coincided with being able to earn loot boxes in Heroes of the Storm next week, that's something that I would log in for next week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do it for event boxes, but not, not the regular... Yeah, not the Deep regular. Boxes. I just don't think it's enough pull for most people to get uh-huh. them in there. But if they had, like, new skins and new sprays and everything else that we get with these events, that you would definitely get people, more people, yeah. 
yeah. logging into Heroes of the Storm, even if it was just for the loot boxes, um, you know, to get five of those a week or, or whatever it is, um, ten over the next two weeks, that people would uh, people would absolutely do that. They would log in and spend the time for if, new loot boxes. If they, if they really, really wanted to get people to play Heroes of the Storm, you could unlock Doomfist by playing Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that would kill me. <laughs> I just couldn't. Right. They would, they absolutely could not. I can't imagine the amount of just, like, overall internet rioting that would go on. Especially because Heroes of the Storm is just, like, from what I've seen, it's just not... Uh, no offense to anyone who likes it, but it's just not that fun of a game to play. Like, I watched my fiancé play a little bit of it, and it's just, it's so completely different from Overwatch, and it's just not a very good system, and it feels like Blizzard is really just sitting there going, like, here's my redheaded stepchild, please love him. <laughs> right. You know? hey, us too. It's like, like the us too it, phenomenon. It, it, like, it, it's like a parent standing on the on the playground going, go kid, play with my kid, I'll give you candy. They're not popular. I always look at I mean, it's not, for me, I have a very biased opinion because I don't particularly, I appreciate the work that goes into them, but I don't necessarily like to play those type of games. And so for me, it just feels like the miscellaneous drawer of Blizzard. You know, yeah. it's like, it's mm-hmm. a place where you can kind of see all of our characters. And if you like StarCraft, we got StarCraft characters. If you like WarCraft, we got WarCraft characters. And so um, it's just kind of a place that they've put... Um, a bunch of these characters, and I, I'm sure it's a great game. Uh, if you like MOBAs, it's just not my thing particularly. So Yeah. Uh, I had said that Blizzard has gone almost silent. We did get some information by way of the Blizzard forums this week uh, regarding a new Sombra emote uh, that Jeff Kaplan, our fearless leader, said that uh, would be coming out with a new update, um, specifically referencing a sitting emote. And uh, new Symmetra skin, which we, which we talked about. I know, like, people are clamoring for a Sombra sitting. I think they want her to have some type of laptop when she sits down and she's, like, hacking or something like that. That would be the cutest thing yeah, ever. I would love yeah. it. Yeah, and so I think that's, that's really what it was kind of in response to. But he said she would be getting emotes, plural, so, uh, and that one of them would be the sitting. So I... I think that could be. I think that could be very cool. The other sitting emotes that they have are are awesome. So especially junk rats, like the laying down thing. The lounge. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. lounge. That's my. F- so good. <laughs> and the the legendary Symmetra skin. I'm so excited. I'm so excited you, about uh, it. We should talk about this too. It deserves some a little bit of uh, everyone's time. But uh, tell us about your upgrade this week. To Ms. Symmetra. I got I got my golden she weapon. She got her weapon. golden weapon. <laughs> so good. I, I'm so so happy about so that. So good. I, I I've never had a golden weapon in the game up until you now. You don't even have to aim that weapon. <laughs> that's the it's gold the best. version. You don't even have to it's aim the it. Best. Nope. It's the worst to face. <laughs> it's the best to have on your team. You just. Yeah, so. Just microwave people. So first golden <laughs> weapon, that's a good one. And then you know that new legendary Symmetra skins comes out, and you already get the new whatever her new golden weapon looks like with that skin. 
Yes, I'm like I'm so I'm so thrilled for it. Just that she's getting some much much needed attention too. Yeah, I like that some of these characters, even though they've been out for you know a year, which isn't a huge amount of time, but they're still there's so much kind of love that goes into these characters that they're still looking to, and people that have you know really attached themselves uh, to these characters, and they continue to to support them and and want them to have uh, extra skins and sprays and kind of increase their backstory, and I think that's awesome, and I think it's underappreciated yeah. in Overwatch. The story building per I think character, especially. I I think a lot of characters like Sombra and Symmetra, uh, they they really need that, especially with the with the added backstory and stuff. Because like, uh, I know I was reading something the other day. Uh, someone in the in development at Blizzard, I don't remember who it was, talking about how. Um, you know, people perceive Symmetra like she's supposed to be a villain, but she's not really, you know, she's not really intended to be a villainous character, too. So I think that she really needs more backstory to kind of explain, like, how she came to, you know, what what's going on there. And Sombra, of course, you know, a little bit more backstory would be awesome for her, too. Yeah, random, unnamed Blizzard developer. Give us a little background. <laughs> I know We know yeah. you have it. <laughs> I was reading it somewhere. I don't even remember. Probably Reddit or something. But um, so what is I, this I do hope change? that they give some skins and stuff to other people too that just desperately need them. Like Soldier needs needs be- better skins so bad. Well, and I think this is the. I mean, they always run into this regardless of which character is your main. You want that character to have. So everybody wants every character to have a new legendary skin every patch, right? So. <laughs> That's true, but Soldier hasn't gotten any new skins in like a really long yeah. time. And oh, who was it I was thinking of? Still a missed opportunity yeah. with Soldier not to have a, uh, and they did it in the spray a little bit, but I really would have liked to see uh, like the Grandpa Bad Christmas sweater skin. Yes, <laughs> that would have been. I still so think funny. that is yeah. a, that is a missed opportunity that we may who knows we may get this year. It's <clears throat> a nice thing about uh, Christmas comes around every year, and there's another opportunity coming up. I think for I think for the next Halloween event, what they should really do for Widowmaker is copy um, this phone game I play for. It's a Marvel superhero phone game. Did um, Halloween skins, and the one they gave to Black Widow was just a T-shirt that said, "This is my Halloween costume." And I think we should do that. <laughs> that definitely Widow fits Maker. her like attitude type thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, one other thing that we kind of got a little bit of information um, was that they're looking uh, here shortly to add something where you can export your highlight features. So as it is now, uh, when you play, you can go up and you can see your highlights after you've played a game, and it'll kind of give you, through their algorithm that they use for play of the game, kind of what your individual play of the game was, and that's in the form of your highlight. But when you shut the game off or get out of it, um, which I don't know how to do, but I've heard that you can get out of the game. That they, uh, <laughs> because it's, it's always on, that they can, uh, that it resets your highlight and there's only so many it can save. And so they're looking at an export feature um, for highlights. Mm, what, that would be what awesome. Are you guys, what are you guys' thoughts? Is that something that you guys would do? Are you like, hey, that's an awesome, I didn't get play of the game, but, or maybe you did. And you'd like to export that to be able to use somewhere else to, I don't know, maybe you make your own highlight reel or something like that. Is that something that you guys would would do, would use? 
Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people would use it. I think there's a lot of times um, that you feel like you got cheated out of play of the game. Mm-hmm. And you could, you know, pull out the video evidence and, and show <laughs> your friends make, or whatever. Make your case. Yeah, make your In case. In the court of public opinion. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had play of the game. Yeah, I think, too, you know, and I think with this exporting feature, it kind of goes in nicely with the uh, addition that we received um, where you can make custom games. I think it's a lot of just, I think it's a great way uh, for Blizzard to get their product out there. So people make these custom games, and you can go in, you can play them, and then people, you know, they're on Twitch with them with these custom games, and they post them on YouTube, and people go in there to see, oh, I wonder what it's like, you know, like 500 health Roadhog versus six tracers. And people go in and watch that. And I think the same way, like the more highlights that they have out there that people have done, that people see that are like, oh, that looks awesome. I need to, you know, if they haven't, like that'd be a great game to try. And maybe they tried it once and then they see it again and they're like, you know what? I need to get back in there and do that. I think it's a great way to continue uh, the momentum uh, that Overwatch has seen over the last year. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I think too that they uh, they really well. We should we should also say uh, congratulations on thirty million uh, users of Overwatch. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I think users is a good term too because it also has like a drug reference, and so. <laughs> It's kind of like users. Yeah. We're just we're all a bunch of like users, users and abusers users. of this product. It's true. <laughs> Tell me how it's a lie. It's so true. So true. I think the best thing though from this week, as far as uh, the kind of the rumors and rumors and speculation, they uh, there was this comment that I read on the forums about uh, somebody asked uh, Jeff Kaplan if the Numbani airport would be fixed once they released Doomfist, and he kind of had a tongue-in-cheek response that was something along the lines of, have you ever tried to find a good general contractor? With a bunch of question marks afterwards. And, uh, <laughs> and then this guy, uh, this guy, Mirrorless Fallsguard, uh, replied in this thread, that he said, uh, I still accept the idea that people come by and fix slash clean the airport every night only for Doomfist to come back in the morning and assert his dominance before he goes about the rest of his day. <laughs> I just thought that was a hilarious thing yeah. to think about, that it all is like, like somebody's putting like the last pieces of plaster on the wall. They like, are, they finally like assembled, like the robots finally getting his arm back into his socket. <laughs> and then day breaks over the, you know, like over the skyline of Numbani and Doomfist drops down and <laughs> starts throwing stuff around again. Yes. Uh, I just, uh, I love that. I love that thought. So thanks to you, Mirrorless Falls Guard, for my uh, laugh of the week there. And with that, I think we'll go into, we got a lot to talk about here. Uh, let's go into some winky face. Winky face. Uh, stories and happenings uh, when actually playing Overwatch. Dave, uh, you have an airing of grievances uh, with competitive Overwatch. Uh, that I think needs to be that needs to be purged. 
I don't know if this has been fixed on the PC yet, but this is console Overwatch. We play on the console here. <laughs> but what's going on with the Symmetra portal glitch? Why is this still a problem? <laughs> it's still a problem. It hasn't been patched yet no, I, in, on anything, regardless. And, like, if... It, uh, I don't know. They they should disable... I'm. You're going to hate me, Rose, but if this is a real problem... They should turn off Symmetra until they describe, fix it. Describe because a little bit for ruining. people that are just like, maybe they okay. just they just tuned in and they're like, this is awesome. I'm not quite sure what it is. Explain so, what it is. Getting in. Uh, so the, the glitch that I experienced in my comp match uh, last night was that <clears throat> I found the Symmetra portal uh, and I destroyed it. Except I didn't. It came up <laughs> and it was like, oh, teleporter has been destroyed. Yeah. I'm patting and myself it, it on the back. It comes up in the kill feed and everything, right? Yeah, came up in the kill yeah. feed. People are still popping out of that thing. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just not fair. Uh, I know they want this to be like an eSport. You know, if this was like basketball, like a professional sport, and like, I don't know, the other team was getting free dunks, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's not acceptable. From what I understand too, or, when they do this, disable Symmetra until you do. Yeah, from what I understand, when they do this glitch too, like it doesn't show, kind of the glowy, uh, circular yeah. part of the, um, of the teleporter either. So really, they can put this thing almost anywhere and kind of clip it into like the side of a building to where all you see is maybe like two of the stands, that poke out yeah, that, exactly. that hold it up, and um, yeah, that can be totally yeah, devastating. But what it is is. What the glitch is is that it, it gets the it, it somehow it gets the teleporter to kind of think that it's partially a shield generator right. in that you don't get the benefit of the shield generator, but somehow it glitches out and just um, you know it it's indestructible. It still has the the six person limit, but it's indestructible. I think I think it's um, I think we need to say too. Rose uses this all the time. She's constantly, yeah, she's constantly, she may have invented it, actually. <laughs> yes, I did it myself. <laughs> so, if you're looking for someone to blame, people of the Overwatch community. <laughs> One of my friends, actually, a, a friend Ever. of mine on the game taught me the hack, and I was like, I don't feel comfortable using this. I would not. This. Like, I would not. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Like, I used it once exactly. Because you've been playing somber lately. I don't play. I haven't played Sombra in comp yet. I've pl I play her. I've only played her in quick play and arcade so you know far. What? God bless you. God bless really you for taking the time to learn a character someplace <laughs> right? other than competitive match. <laughs> that is a huge. I, I, I went. I Sombra exactly hundred bonus points for you today. Already won. Like that was two of the end. The only time I went her in comp. Two of the enemy team had already rage quit, and there was no way they were winning. But <laughs> yeah, bless you for doing that. That uh, even more salt last night, uh, playing with a guy whose username is literally I throw comp. <laughs> oh. uh, learning how to learning how to play Widowmaker last night great, on comp. Great place so, to learn Widow. Let me add. Great place let to me learn. Add them. <laughs> <laughs> Has like. Two hours on Widowmaker. Seriously, Sorry, she's I'm crap on console anyways. 
Like I had someone, I had someone uh, one game who was like, uh, I'm going to go, uh, I think it was either Junkrat or Tracer. I don't remember who they were going, but anyway, they were, I'm a great, you know, character. And then, uh, one of the other people on my team went and looked at their, their time and they were like, you've literally never played this character. Literally not even once. <laughs> No, moral of the story is never believe what people say in voice chat when they want to play a character. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Like if they're like, like no, 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 I'll switch. No, you won't. <laughs> oh, I had a Hanzo that was just absolute trash last yes. night. Like just literally, I don't think he got a single freaking <laughs> kill. Like dumpster fire Hanzo. Tr- yeah, and would not switch at all the whole game, and wouldn't go into. He wasn't in chat, and he just refused to go into the voice channel. So it was just me bad mouthing him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I just think I think too. Like I, as far as the airing of grievances that is this section, uh, I had a Reinhardt in one of my games that just was all. We were pushing the payload on Dorado. Let me set the scene for you. It's midnight in Dorado. You're pushing the payload. And uh, we got it into, like, the... So it was fine shielding and everything up through kind of the first choke point where you go into kind of, like, the city center where they have, like, the pinatas hanging up and everybody's supposedly having a great time just before you get to, like, the first point. Uh, It was at this point, apparently something happened, and he flipped the switch, and he went all offensive Reinhardt. So it was just just hammer swings and then he'd die and he'd come back and, his and he name would like John Cena. jump in like John Cena like John Cena <laughs> and then he would jump in and land on the payload and just start swinging again like <laughs> jump from that bridge you know like the top rope and it would totally be like a do 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 and he would just start swinging the hammer like could not get him to throw up that shield after that initial push and if course we I, did. i'm just like i'm i'm imagining reinhardt like swan diving from the top floor of a building onto like people i'm not saying it wasn't majestic it was it was majestic <laughs> to watch not that great if you want to win but very very majestic <laughs> like i really wanted again like the flowing hair like if you could jump from the top yeah. rope yes. and see reinhardt's oh flowing hair coming from the top like that would be that's play of the game right there. He doesn't even have to swing the hammer. You just you lock it in. I want play the game. I want Fabio. <laughs> Fabio Reinhardt. Uh, <laughs> so it was so frustrating though, because what do you do? I mean, the guy just wants to. Uh-huh. The guy just wants to swing a big stick. That's it. And that was really, uh, ugh. yeah, that was tough. It was tough to. It was fun to watch. It was tough to play with. I will mm. say that. So, let's get on a little bit to the. Uh, Speaking of Hanzo, we've mentioned him a couple times in this. Uh, a little bit of simple geometry. Simple geometry. Tips and tricks, maybe some practice uh, before you play. Well, I think one thing we've already hit on, too, is uh, if you're trying to learn a new character, uh, go ahead and take advantage of the uh, training grounds and a little bit of quick play. Arcade uh, can be fun also. Um, you know, get in there, and, and if you're trying to learn and learn about what rotations you want to use, how long the cooldowns last, all that type of stuff, uh, you know, practice in those. And practice like you play. 
I think that's so important. I think it gets lost a lot that people are like, I'm just going to go in here and have fun. And while it's good to have fun because you need to be, you know, it needs to be an enjoyable experience. You should also, uh, you know, be mindful of your positioning, be mindful of uh, what your assessment of situations and what targets you want to take out first and how those targets impact the team and what they're trying to do to do and so practice like you play i think is so important what say you guys it is it is it's when people don't take it seriously you're you know you're not really learning at that point because uh you're not going to be able to just sit back and have a good time and do whatever you want when you're playing comp and still win you're not going to be effective that way yeah i think it's to the uh, of your absolutely team. and you're not you're going to be if not ineffective, you will be less effective for not have known some of the stuff that you could have practiced. And I'm not saying you don't yeah. have to take it seriously. Like, I think there's a difference between taking it seriously and having fun. And then there's people like take it seriously and like start to flame their team on oh, yeah. team chat. And yeah. that's uh, another tip too. Like anything that you do, if you join team chat, try and keep it positive. Try and keep the comms yeah. to where they're... And this is easier said than done. I realize that. We've got people shaking their head right now that's like, oh, I always do that. But, like, anything that you say that's negative, and I'm, I'm guilty of this at, at a few points, anything that you say is negative is not helping. Like, no one will play better yeah. from you saying you're bad. No, no one's going to be like, oh, I'll show you. I, I I'm going to play so, better. Like, like, I try not. so hard to do that. Like, I, try, I try so hard to stay positive in team chat, you know, every time I'm playing. But sometimes it's just like, you know, your team is trash. And I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> you know, I've died 10 times in a minute because there's no, there, I'm literally, it's literally me against six people because my team isn't doing anything. And I'm just like, I hate this. I hate everything about this. I think it's good too. Like, and everybody gets frustrated. And if you if you feel like that, I think it's okay. Like, take a breather. Like, take five or ten minutes out. Get up, stretch, do some yoga, maybe some downward dog. Yeah. You know, something like that. Do, you know, get like get your zen back, and then go back in. You will one thousand percent have a better next game than you would have by just. You know, having a bad loss, Jump. being frustrated, and queuing up again. Take a break. Yeah. Take a little break. I, I had a really bad team. It was yesterday or the day before. And, like, literally the whole thing, the whole time, they were, we were all in team chat, and they were literally screaming the whole game. Like, just yelling and screaming and making a lot of... I'm just in there, like this is really horrible. Like by the end of it, I was a twitchy mess because of all the screaming and it's like. <laughs> a twitchy mess. That's a new level of mess that I have not heard of before. I, I don't do mess. well with people screaming. And like, I, I was trying to explain to them, like I have some hearing damage from, you know, previous and the screaming makes it. Pre previous creatures and games is that no what you're... <laughs> I, I worked in a call center and people screamed at me all day long oh. and there was real game control oh, wow <laughs> so it but um yeah they would just they were just screaming and, and like it was horrible it's like you're not improving anyone's performance by doing this you're making everything worse at least you're getting paid to get screamed at you know then <laughs> 
<laughs> we're, we're actually least... paying Blizzard. Yeah. And now we're paying Blizzard to be screamed at. These, these were like, you know, 15-year-old kids and everything was, you know, making homophobic oh, jokes and wow. shit. And I'm just like, please kill me. Like, get me out of this game. <laughs> yeah, and I think everybody, you know, everybody, if you survive long enough and have played enough games, you will be in one of these things where you get, you know, a flamer or somebody that's in there just to put out racial slurs or whatever it might be and I've just only, I've only being had able it to happen. I've only had it that. happen to me twice and it only really got to me one time. Like one time I caught it, you know, very quick and I was able to just kind of nope out of the party and just be like, no, I'm not going to play with you guys because you're being racist. Um, the other day it really got to me though because um, someone was just going off about how, like we were talking about what costumes we wanted to see or what skins we wanted to see in the upcoming event. And one of them just started going off on, they hope that, uh, that Zarya gets a costume that makes her look less like a lesbian and how she's such an ugly lesbian. They didn't use lesbian <laughs> if you get a meaning. Uh, that's not the word yeah. they used. Yeah. And I was so upset. It was just like, are, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, and then they went into the, and then they went in and started calling everything, you know, the F slur. Can you please just stop being homophobes for like 0.5 seconds, please? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there's not a, uh, there's not a filter on that that would allow them to. <laughs> this is again why we need a reporting system. Exactly. Yeah. I think this is a good example. Like, even if it's just <laughs> like, even if they don't even do it for like, you know, for like hacks and stuff, but if they just do it for harassment, stuff like that, like that would be such an improvement. Just to have people know that they can't get away with that kind of stuff without any repercussions. Right, right, to let them know they curtail it. And I realize that, you know, with a 30 million user player base that you're going to run into, you know, you're not always gonna have the, uh, whatever the nasa engineer of people on the other side but there needs to be something in place to where they know that there's there's a limit you can't just do or say what you want yeah so dave have you been a part of the what do you think about uh what do you think about i would like it avoid... getting in practicing like you play oh. or just what are some of the stuff you do to kind of combat um you know, when you've had a flamer or when you've had somebody like this. Do you have anything that you do? Mm, I rage quit. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I want I want an avoid player button. We have a preferred player button. <laughs> That's a good coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I rage quit. Yeah. Yeah. I stop. You know what? That is an option, though. You always have the option. You can opt out of, until we get a reporting system or something like that, you can opt out of chat. And if you feel so inclined, you can always opt out of the game. Uh, I turn I turn off team chat. I, yeah, I don't. It's useless. I mean, I don't I, participate. I, I it, can, it can definitely be helpful, yeah. but people don't use it like they should, and it's just giant toxic waste pool. I just I hate it. So I just I play in silence, or if I have a friend, like a personal friend who I know isn't toxic. You know, I'll play with I think them. that's something that we can talk about, though. Like, what do you, what are some things that you guys think are good things to include in communication versus sometimes what you hear currently uh, in team chat? 
I, I think it's um, I think what's good to include is you know stuff like obviously you know information that pertains to the immediate game you're playing like you know oh they have a widowmaker you know oh they have a Torbjorn he's set up here you know Bastion's up here you know whatever uh, I think that's really good stuff to communicate or like you know when you're you know discussing team comp at the beginning of a match like you know okay we need xyz you know we need two tanks we need you know whatever can we get another healer that kind of stuff is really useful versus like one of the things that bugs me the most when people are in team chat is when they start like bullying people to try to get them to switch like don't play that character that character sucks you got to play reinhardt and it's like, well, if I suck at Reinhardt, I'm gonna actually be more effective. Just go <laughs> the character I want. Right. I can't personally. Yeah. I can't play Reinhardt. Someone tells me play Reinhardt, it immediately gets on my nerves because it's like, if you like, say play, you have tank, no idea what you're asking right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> like if you just said play tank, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like I don't like playing tank personally, but like if I have to, I will because I don't want to screw over the team because of my personal choices. But, you know, when you say pick, you know, a certain character that not everyone is, is going to be that good with them. <laughs> and just the idea that it, it's, it just irks me when people do that. Like, I think that's a good idea. You know, having them maybe team comp wise, uh, telling them to a specific class that you yeah. need rather than an individual player is, is helpful because it leaves the end decision because at the end if they're super good with diva and they're super bad with reinhardt you want them on diva exactly right or whatever exactly. it is like for Just me personally i can but. play orissa like a boss but i can't play reinhardt but they both have similar abilities so if you just say pick a tank i'm like okay i'll go orissa but if you say pick reinhardt i'm gonna be like I go DPS. Like I'm not doing it. You pissed me off now. Like. <laughs> yeah, and I think too. Uh, Dave's really good at this with like the callouts, uh, making sure that you include like whatever it is, right? <laughs> the thing that you're calling out and its location. Yeah. Because and Dave is really good at that. Um, I know all three of us kind of play together, but I've noticed that he's really good at providing the location. Because if you just say like uh, Torbjorn has a turret, <laughs> of course he does. Right. Torbjorn. It's like, uh -huh. Yes, right. It's Toblerone. That's what he does. <laughs> you know that, and he makes those little candy things that everybody can pick up for armor. Uh, I understand that he has a turret. It does me zero. It does nobody any good to find out, you know, the hard way, which is taking damage from the turret exactly where it is. Yeah. So I, I always include, and that's true with snipers too. You know, like point out where they are. The problem with team chat is that instead of someone saying, "There's a Torby on top of the payload," uh -huh. they're just like, "Someone get the Torby! Kill the Torby!" <laughs> You know, like, oh God, yes. and that's what I'm like, yeah, like, I don't even want to talk to you. So I just turn you off. I'm done. Like Overwatch is a simple game. Believe it or not. It's simple. Like yeah. your character plays a role and it's not hard to figure out what that role is. And like, you know where you should be. You know, I shouldn't have to get on here and be like, Reinhardt, come back to the payload. You know, like, oh God, how much? And if I do, that? if I have to get on and tell you that, you're a crappy player, and my educating you isn't going to do anything to help you. So, 
<laughs> I, I can't count how many times, like, especially on maps like um, Eichenwald, where I have to be like, guys, can we, like, not just go right up into their spawn on defense? Can we please come back to the choke? Like, they're going to... I realize you all want a drink out of the brewery. I get it. <laughs> We're going to have our chance. Mm -hmm. Let's not rush up there. The other, the other see if thing, the other team is handing them out at the door. The the other thing um, I wanted to mention as far as like telling people to to switch to different characters uh, in team chat and stuff. Just seriously, if you're playing Hanzo or Widowmaker or Genji, don't tell anyone to switch. <laughs> just saying. Right. Like you have no right at that point. You should be the one switching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that there's, I mean, there's definitely looking at your team comp and being able to see kind of what each individual person might execute the best uh, is really going to start you off to win that first, to win that first uh, uh, team encounter. And like Dave said, you know, it's very difficult to, what to say, easy to play, hard to master. Yeah, for me, it's like I, I would rather honestly have a team that's like, you know, one healer, one tank and four DPS. If everyone is the best at that character that they're playing, then have a team with, you know, two tanks, two healers, two DPS, which is what everyone wants, um, where everyone sucks at who they're playing because they didn't want to play that role in the first place. And they're not good at it. You know, they don't know what they're doing. Like... Honestly, you can be more effective with uh, what's considered a bad team comp as long as everyone's good at what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It just sets you up for victory. Dave, any, any final words on the topic here before we get out? Um, don't play Hanzo. Don't play him. <laughs> think first think first click later like there. honestly because at least Hanzo has an ult that can kill people <laughs> my problem is I don't remember the last time I saw his ult kill anyone because people launch it from like the other side of the map I, I saw some yeah, there's definitely good there's good Hanzos and yeah I, I I, I don't, That's true I don't of all characters, Hanzo though. Like, team if I know we, we pick on Hanzo, but there's a lot of people that are. That you know, you that's know, one character. I guess go back a few topics about like the skills that's required, you know, recommended mm -hmm. or whatever to play a character. Hanzo is in. Uh, I think he just looks cool, and so a lot of these people that are like fresh out of, you know, placement matches, level 25, 35, and they want to play him. Mm -hmm. That that's what I take an issue with because I know Hanzo, he's a little harder to play, um, and sure, there's a lot of timing involved. Yeah, and I, so I mean, I've definitely played with some good Hanzos. Um, yeah, I, by some I mean like two, um, <laughs> but they were all like diamond or above. You know, if you're yeah, so yeah, practice, I, practice, 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 man, like. Go play Hanzo a lot, and then come back to comp with him. Um, exactly, yeah. and it's the same with you. Know, any any character that requires a really high skill level to be 
effective like Widowmaker, you know, Genji, etc. Like go play them in arcade, go play them in quick play, go play them in custom games. And when you're really, really good, come back to comp with them. But don't con don't come into comp when you're not that good. Because for one thing, all you're gonna do is piss off your teammates. You're just gonna tilt all your teammates by the fact that you're, you know, waste essentially wasting a slot on a character that's not gonna get any kills. Yep. Yep, and I think that comes down to, you know, as you practice and you practice like you play, you'll get better, and that's a good way to increase your SR. Yes. So I think good tips, you guys. Good episode this week. Yeah. Appreciate you guys uh, jumping in again and uh, and getting the band back together. <laughs> this is a great time. Thanks, everybody, yeah. for listening also. Rose, how far did we push the payload this week? It's actually in my living room now. It's right here. Oh, good. Is it in the shape of a sofa, or is it still, like, the it's payload? It's still the payload. Okay, everybody over to Rose's house. Get on the payload. Get on the payload. I hope my downstairs neighbors don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> they won't. I checked with them. Hey, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. This has been the Victory Overwatch podcast.